welcome to And It's Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. That's one word, no spaces. I'm Avery Ames, writer of adult fantasy. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Today we're going to talk about how we plan and outline our work, like each of our processes. <laughs> so so we'll start with, a, you have probably a more structured process than I do. Oh, do I? Oh, do I? I think so. so Honestly. <laughs> so first I sit in the car a lot and I listen to music <laughs> and I daydream a lot about stuff that like a five-year-old should probably daydream about and I make up movies in my head and then I'm like how can I put this on paper (laughs) that's where it all starts right um but as far as like like technical outlining I think you know there are so many ways to do it I've tried and I think every time I've written a book I've done it differently Mm -hmm. um god I don't want to like steal the conversation by talking about all these different types but you know like well, you can talk about each type and I can kind of then give my experience with that because okay, I've yeah, also like, tried so, a lot. Yeah, I know one that you and I can both um, kind of touch. So I have a digital version of kind of what you do and I know what you do. So like I, so a long time ago, someone introduced me to uh, a program called Anthemian Writers Cafe. And so that's like a, it's like an old program. It's a, it's a cork board. Um, and you can basically create multiple storylines and then you can create multiple index cards and like basically put them on the, the digital corkboard um, and kind of work things out there. And that, that program also has like stuff for like character building and it'll ask you all these questions about your characters and you can kind of answer them. It sort of challenges you to think about what you're doing while you're doing it. And I really like that one because you can kind of see the index cards laid out. And I'm the kind of person who, if you give me real index cards, I'm like this, I don't know what to do with this. It's like really <laughs> too much for me. And I, uh, like it's trash. What do I do with it? And, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, you know, like, it's not like I have, like, I, I get it. And like, I see you do the index card thing and I'm like, oh, that looks so fucking fun. But then I try to do it myself and I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> so. I like it because there's something for me physically about like grabbing and moving the cards with my hands that makes my, it just clicks better with my brain. Um, and I actually remember reading that somewhere that like there's there's different people who learn differently and retain information differently. Some do better audio, some do better visually, and some do better with tactile. So that's why I always, when I was in class, I had to take notes by hand because that was how it stuck in my brain. So I have to just like grab the card and move it. And that's how it, it sticks in my brain. So I get why it would work digitally. Just my brain is, is annoying. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and I, I do like the ability to move the NX cars around and then Thimmy and Writer's Cafe does let you do that. But like, also I just can't like, because of like the three dimensions of the index cards, I get, I am an anxious, like, I know you're an anxious person too, but I am also anxious. And so like, when I see multiple pieces of paper sitting in front of me, like I suddenly don't know what to do, but I do understand the um, need to write it down because like there have been multiple books where I've started in a notebook and I've just mm-hmm. started to write down ideas. And that that's what I used to do like before yeah. my computer, like, and it was 
it always felt very personal and stuff. Um, it was slower and my hands got cramped up. And as an artist, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, <it's not laughs> you know? Good. Yeah. Um, God, sometimes, you know, you, I start writing again and I'm like with my hand and I'm like, wow, my hand hurts. I've not done this since high school. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's one of the ways I do it. Um, yeah. I, wanna... Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I've tried everything. Um, I kind of, Originally, when I first started writing, I was 100% pantser. I would go in, I'd have some vague concepts and characters, kind of the daydreams. And then I'd have to like, just spill them out on paper it, well, onto the computer and just be like, here's a story. <laughs> and then it would be a horrible mess and I'd have to fix it a lot. And so then a couple nanos ago, I tried doing like a really structured beat sheet um, that I found online and it did not work for me. Um, it works for some people. So this, this kind of, this, this podcast is kind of us just saying what works for us. Everybody's going to be different. Everybody's um, going to be different. Those beat sheets, some people swear by them. Some people write really long outlines, but I've learned that my, now my process is I have like a set number of scenes in my head that are like touchstones of the plot. Like, okay, here's where this character is going to betray another character. Here's where like the romance plot line is going to come to come to a head. You know, here's where the the climax is. And then I kind of just pants my way between those. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. 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 And I kind of, I kind of started doing something similar um, for this book that I'm working on for the current NaNoWriMo. Uh, 2021, uh, which was, I basically made a document and I just started writing down all the beats myself. Mm -hmm. And now, so now I have like, I have the chapter headers and then I would have what I wanted in the chapters. I kind of have several paragraphs. This is what I want in this chapter. And then I would make another chapter header. And, and, uh, I, if you make chapter headers and Microsoft word, you can actually push and pull them around. So like you can drag them up and down, um, and actually move all the stuff from one place to another, which I really like. And so, yeah. and so Scripture now does that too. Yeah. So, so for now I'm, I'm like, now I'm taking those paragraphs that I wrote about the things that I wanted. And then I'm just writing, I'm just drafting whatever scene I feel mm -hmm. like drafting. And so it's kind of working, but there's no like character information or anything in there. It's just kind of me winging it, which when you're first starting out, like wing it. Cause sometimes characters don't tell you their personalities until like after you're writing. And yeah, you're right. Scrivener is another good one um, that allows you to actually like, you can actually split the screen in Scrivener. Um, mm -hmm. and we could, we probably can put all these programs in like the metadata, right? Yes. Yeah. So Scrivener, you can like kind of split the screens and look at, like, you can even look at two drafts at once if you want to. And like, you can move stuff around sort of in real time, which I really liked, but Scrivener yeah. for me, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like the UI. I think it looks really like kind of too simple for me because I like sharp edges and like, you know, graphic, like, like my graphic, my inner graph, my artist is like, oh, this is so <laughs> ugly, but like, it's also very helpful, but like, I just can't seem to get past that because I'm a bitch, I guess. They did just finally release Scrivener 3 for Windows a few months ago at the time of this recording. Um, they have kind of changed and cleaned up the UI some, um, I am, I installed it last night, so I'm still learning, but it does look a little more polished and a little less okay. ugly. 
That's good to know. I have to check that out actually, like the moment we get done doing this, because yeah, I, I love Scrivener, but I hated the layout. Um, and another few just call outs while we're calling out programs. Um, Aeon Timeline is a really good one, especially if you're a big epic fantasy or sci-fi writer, because Aeon Timeline actually has like, it's really intense. I think it's a little yeah. convoluted, but also it's really helpful because it lets you track back like a hundred thousand years if you want. Like, and you can actually see that like a character doing something a hundred thousand years ago on screen and then see the storyline that happens mm -hmm. after that. You know, if, if you're an epic writer, sometimes that kind of stuff is important. Yeah. yeah. And you can group things. So if there's like a war, you can group <clears throat> all the little battles under this war and then have like a different like yes. subplot going on. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I actually used it for recently. One of my stories had like a mystery element, kind of like an Agatha Christie whodunit. And I was using it to track like who did what when. <laughs> like that's yeah. when this character went and snuck into this room. And that's when this character <laughs> dropped this clue. And so that I made sure that it all kind of made sense um, chronologically, which was really nice. So I do agree. Aeon Timeline is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it took me some time to learn how to use because I'm not very tech savvy, but I still managed it. Uh, they have a tutorial on their website that's pretty easy to follow and it's really short. So yeah, it is when you kind of need a tutorial. It's not going to yeah. be one you can kind of jump in and use automatically. Yeah. And another one I've heard of, and I can't back this one up because I've never used it, <clears throat> but I know like some people who write Dungeons and Dragons games, for instance, a lot of writers are getting into Dungeons and Dragons now because it lets them sort of build their stories real time and stuff. And there's a big kind of thing about it right now. So I want to make sure to touch on that, especially since we might have some writers listening from that sort of ballpark. I guess World Anvil has, <laughs> has, a, has a pretty good um, storyline kind of technique. And they also have like a bunch of other stuff in their toolbox. I've never played with it. I bought it. And I think one of my partners uses it for stuff and he really likes it um, for world building. So that's also something to look into. Yeah, our, uh, our DM uses it for our Dungeons and Dragons game. And yeah, it's, it's very helpful to kind of just keep a bunch of world stuff together. Yeah, yeah. And even if you're not working on a Dun Dungeons and Dragons campaign, I've heard of normal writers just using it um, as a tool. Yeah. Um, Especially if you're doing speculative fiction where you're like building a world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So, but yeah, right now I've just been using Word, a lot of Word because it, that's how I work. I, but mm -hmm. shit, if Scrivener's looking pretty these days, I might try Scrivener again. <laughs> just to like, you know, break it up. You know, I like to, I like to give myself a different space, like yeah. for every book because it feels different. And I start writing in a different voice and it just feels like you're writing in a different room. So sometimes that's pretty fun. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of ended up talking about programs, but basically, um, yeah, it's just kind I'm of sorry. That's okay. <laughs> we just we're just these are freeform Lucy Goosey episodes. Um, so yeah, it's basically whatever planning you need to do is valid. Um, but I do I I do encourage trying other methods because you never know when one's gonna stick. And sometimes they're really not gonna stick. Like when I did a very, very structured outline for me it hit a point where my characters were just hitting beats. Like you could tell they were walking in the room, plot point must happen, walk out of room. And it kind of sucked the life out of my story. But I know some people really like the reassurance of having this outline and knowing where it's going. 
um, because just pantsing is not how their brain works. So I do, I do encourage just try outlining, try winging it, and eventually you'll kind of settle on what works for you. So I, most people are going to end up in the middle and that's kind of where I ended up is planning key elements of the plot and then kind of just meandering between them. And sometimes I have to tighten it up later. Sometimes it takes a long time to get from point A to point B as yeah. I'm figuring it out. And then later I'm like, I, I wrote three scenes. I don't need. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, and I know a lot of people actually get really intimidated by the idea of plot because they have characters they really like. And like, just so you know, like it is okay to simply plan and outline a character and like, yep. let, let them do things on the page until you feel like your character is doing something interesting enough to write about. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to judge yourself. Like you can, you can definitely plan and outline a single character and then let that character take you places. I've done that before too. Um, yeah, I've done that. Um, yeah. And it, sometimes that takes you a little while to get to the plot and then that's what revision is for. Yep. And you don't need to write it. Like you can just bullet point it if you yeah. want, but if you want to write it, go for it. Just know that if you want a solid book, you're probably going to have to rewrite it, like Avery said, and, and that's that's fine. I mean, I wrote rewrote a book seven times because I focused on character so much, and I enjoyed every minute of it. So, yeah. like that, it's fine. There's no hurry. I feel like a lot of people kind of focus on well, outlining saves you time, or pantsing saves you time, and I really honestly think it it comes out in the wash. It all evens out because either you're spending that time front loading it and outlining it or you're spending the time revising it later. It's just kind of where you want to spend that time. Yep. Yeah. Well, I agree. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else and I don't know. I kind of, it's like breathing after you start doing it, you know, and you can, you don't have to outline anything. You can yeah. go right into, I have right into one NaNoWriMo. Um, we were at our kickoff party. We were at about 10 minutes to midnight and everybody's going around saying what they're writing. And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> like I literally had no idea I was like I don't know I kind of want to write this was back in like the zombie like height of zombies I was like I kind of want to write a zombie story but I always end up writing fairy tales anyway I'm gonna write a fairy tale about a zombie and so 10 minutes <laughs> in that's all I had and midnight started and I just started writing and every day I'm like I have no idea what's coming up next was that story a mess yes but it had some good ideas that someday I may revisit Yep. And sometimes that's all you need. Right. Yeah. So. so, okay. I think that's kind of wrapped everything that covers up mine. Yeah. 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 And just a reminder that every other Friday, you can also join us at 7 30 PM Eastern on Twitch for our live stream and to see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com, all one word. And if you heard anything on the episode that interested you, such as uh, you know, uh, Aeon Timeline, uh, Anthemian Writers Cafe, any of that stuff, we will provide links for that in the show notes um, on our website. So make sure to check there for information if you're interested in any of it. Thank you. Have, have a nice one, guys, and thanks for listening. All right. Goodbye. Yep,